Welcome to the Words Over Ice show with your host, Ray. All right, all right. Welcome back. Today, Jason and I speak with guest Mike Shreds. He's a uh, professional wrestler. He's a bodybuilder, and he is in the adult film industry. Really cool guy, uh, full of life, and, and he's got a great story, so hope you enjoy the show. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're checking out our website, wordsovericeshow.com. You can find all of our content and links on there. So again, thanks for joining. Hope you enjoy it. All right, Mike Shred's in the house. What's up, brother? Oh, not too much. Just eating some gains after a gnarly workout. Eating some gains. You're bodybuilding, huh? Uh, bodybuilding and everything. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> yeah, man, so you and I have been talking for a while, a couple months, I think, mm-hmm. trying to get you on the show. I know you've been a busy man, so what have you been up to? Oh, geez, what haven't I been up to? <laughs> I don't know. You, um, you tell me. I've just tons of tons of stuff. Um, I... Uh, I'm in the gym religiously five, six days a week, um, wrestling, uh, almost every second or third weekend. Uh, I do background for uh, a lot of, uh, mainstream TV and okay. uh, I'm also a, uh, nominated, uh, adult performer. Wow. That's a lot. Look, look at you, man of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a little bit all over the map there, man. How does... How does one get involved in the the adult film industry? I've always I've always been curious. I've never <laughs> never spoken to anyone in the industry. Um, I actually lucked out because it was my girlfriend that got me in. And who is she? Um, my girlfriend is Samantha Mack, and um, uh-huh. she's been in the industry now for probably close to ten years. Um, when uh, her and I started dating about four years ago, uh, I met her at a wrestling show, and then uh, we ended up started dating and. I ended. I wanted to get into it, and she's like, "No, no, I don't. I don't want it because it porn's porn has a stigma. And yeah, once you start doing sex, once you start doing sex work, <laughs> good luck trying to do anything else." <laughs> um, uh-huh. And I was just like, "No, it's like it's something I want to do. It's like who doesn't want to get paid to have sex?" So <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not. I quit the factory to come to move down to Vancouver. So it's like screw factory labor work. Let's. Let's let's get to fucking. <laughs> you 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 beat me to it because I was going to ask you: Are you from Can- uh, uh, Canada? Because I can hear I can hear your accent. Certain words. Yes, uh, I was born and raised uh, in a city called Kelowna, which is like four hours north of uh, Vancouver. Okay, so so uh, you enjoying yourself in uh, the industry? I am. Um, I've. Uh, <laughs> I've got to work with some lovely, lovely ladies. Um, some of them uh, on more than one occasion, uh, which is which is fantastic. Uh, if you would have asked me five years ago that, uh, oh hey, you, what what do you think about uh, doing porn? I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I was like, yeah, whatever, man. That's a that's a that's a pipe dream, dude. That's wild. That's crazy. So so how do you uh, how does the relationship work? When you both are in the industry, like I was just going to ask that uh, good it, question. It Jay. works. Uh, it actually works quite fa- uh, flawlessly. Um, there's, uh, there's quite surprisingly, there's absolutely no jealousy, um, which is fantastic. Um, so, so when I'm, if I, if there's someone that I'm performing with and we don't have a camera operator, Sam, Sam is the camera operator, mm-hmm. so she's the one filming it. 
And then vice versa. If uh, she's, she's with another male talent and we don't have a camera operator, I will run camera so we can get a scene with her in it. And, 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 uh, yeah, so that's just, it's tit for tat. You know what I mean? If she's holding it, sometimes I'm holding it. Sometimes I'm working for somebody else and she's not even in, not even in the vicinity. So, and, and vice versa, it's the same thing with her. She could be off somewhere and uh, filming with this person and this company and I'm not even there. So, so does that, do you guys have like an open relationship or is it strictly work? It's strictly work. It's not an open relationship. If there's okay. a, the only time that there's, there's sex with somebody else is if there's a camera recording. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so it's all the ladies out there. If you want to have sex with shreds, you got to be able to put it on camera. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? That's, that's, that's a, it's crazy concept to most people, but thinking about it, it's out in the open. There's nothing hidden. Nope. It's not, it's not an emotional connection at all. This is, this is purely work. Yeah. You know, and that, that's just, you know, I, I get it. It's just, that's just crazy. You know, for me, like, I'd be like, what in the fuck are you, you know, but at first maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, it's a hard concept I, I, for, for regular people to wrap their heads right. around. For the, sure. Theoretically, I get it 100%, man. And more power to you guys, because that takes a certain type of mentality of um, self-secure uh, mindset and totally. confidence. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh yeah, 100%. Um, <laughs> there's times like when I'm holding the cam, when I'm playing director slash camera operator, I kind of get into it and right. <laughs> and and so like, Oh, deeper, deeper. Or can you, can you, can you gag on that a little <laughs> bit more? Or you, can you, can you flip her leg this way and turn her that way for me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Now give it to her, give it to her. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so it's, <laughs> get, yeah, it becomes right. work and you forget about the relationship yeah, it, for a it minute. Become, it becomes work and uh, we have fun with it. Um, and, and I love it. I think it's fantastic. There's there, you're right, man. There's a big stigma around porn stars and all that stuff. So how's the life like coming from obviously someone firsthand from you, like what's the life like? Cause there's a stigma outside. If you're looking in it's oh, it's a bunch of drugs and partying and a bunch of fucking degenerates and all that. But like, what is, what is it? I mean, that, that, to be honest, that's what it, that's what people think. That's right? what people say. For sure. So what is it? What is it? Living uh, it's that life? amazing living the life because I don't have to punch in and punch out. Uh, with a boss mm-hmm. that doesn't give a shit about me. Uh, we make, we make our own hours. Uh, the more content we make and the more we advertise, the more money we make. Um, so mm. it's a constant, it's, it's working all the time. So it's not like, Oh, I've got to work nine to five today at this stupid piece of shit job. And that's really big. so it's like, if we're not <laughs> advertising, we're not making content, we're not, we're not making money. Um, but yeah, like the, the stigma, it's like people looking from outside, looking in and there, there is a lot of drugs and it's, it's entertainment. And especially when you get down mm-hmm. to LA, uh, there is right. so much money being thrown around, um, that it's, you know what I mean? And when you're, when you're a young 18 year old, cause you gotta be 18 to get into the business to start, uh, they're thinking of changing, uh, they're not thinking they're in the works of changing the age limit to start doing porn because it's just, it's so crazy on the mind, uh, especially for the girl. Oh, for sure. Uh, I could imagine for the girls coming in and, uh, all the things that they do and they have yeah. to do or companies want them to do and stuff like that. You got to, you got to have some life experience, you know what I mean? Before you kind of step into the world. Cause it can be pretty crazy. Like just the drugs and the party. And it's just like, you're going, it, it's, it's just like, like ho- Hollywood. It's, it's exactly. Just, yeah, it, it's Hollywood. It's in the porn Silicon Valley. You know what I mean? Like once you get down there, it's, it can be pretty overwhelming. 
Dude, I could only imagine. I know girls that, because I grew up in Chicago, so I knew girls that were younger, 18, 19, that went to do bottle service or bartend, you know, downtown Chicago, and that that alone ate them up. So I can only imagine going to LA and working in the fucking porn That's industry. Yeah. It's got to yeah. be so crazy. Yeah. So it, it can be, it can be pretty crazy, but for the most part, it's a fantastic life. I love it. Uh, fantastic people. Um, especially with, like for the sex workers, like we're, we're all the same, the same mind when it comes to sex. Um, it's not like, it's like, Ooh, uh, like you do, you do that. What for a living? Like, like no, it's like very accepting, and everybody mm-hmm. feels the same way about sex. And there's nothing different. There's nothing weird about it. It's the one of the uh, sex work is probably one of the oldest forms of work in the world. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, like what would you trade for <laughs> whatever? Right? Like, oh, okay, I'll do this this work for you in your house in your <laughs> yard, but you gotta suck my dick or fuck me. You know what I mean? Right? Like. I got two ox. Now let me get that ass. You know, (laughs) (laughs) but for the most part, I love it. The people in in the industry are great. We're like a, we're like a family. That's not a family because the whole, like the outside world, if you're not, if if you're in porn, every we like the the group loves you. But when you get outside the group, the world hates you. you Yeah. I I can only imagine Mm -hmm. that because everybody's a judger. That's the crazy shit, man. Everybody's a judger, but everybody does some shit. Yep. everybody's doing something behind closed doors that they don't want the world to know, but it's like, oh, you're going to get the people that do it and show the world shit. At least they're being honest. Totally. You know what I mean? There's nothing to hide. You know what I mean? And it's not dirty and it's not gross. Like it's everybody's doing it. Everybody's having sex. You know what I mean? It's just, I, I think that there's a bit of jealousy too. <laughs> that, that I think probably comes into play a bit too, as well as the jealousy is like, oh man, I wish I could fucking do it. You know, fuck that guy. Or fuck that guy. <laughs> how does your, how does your um, family take it? My mom is super, super supportive. Um, there, everybody, everybody's supportive of it. Uh, when I first, mm-hmm. when I first got into the industry, I had an Yeah, how do you how do you break that <laughs> to your family? Well, my mom I, knew I have who no Sam, idea. Well, when I started dating Sam, she knew who she was and what she did, so she kind of all right, well, the longer he's with this girl, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, no, like when I first started dating Sam and was thinking about getting into it, I had a I got I was actually out on a date with Sam and we were out for dinner. And in mm-hmm. the middle of dinner, I get this phone call and it's from one of my aunts. And she is one of those, oh, <laughs> and she's one of those prudish hoity toity, like, you know, it's like, Oh, uh, like uh, you, you yeah. need a job and a white picket fence and do this for a living. And uh, sex is evil. Like, don't, don't be, don't be doing this. It can ruin your career, wrestling career. Think of how hard you worked. And oh yeah, I got the whole, I got the whole spiel <laughs> on the phone that night for dinner. Mm-hmm. But I was like, Hey, it's like, auntie, I love you. And I value your opinion, but this is something that I want to do and I'm going to do it whether with or without your blessing. I understand and why you're saying this is because you love me, but I love you, but this is what I'm going to do. Good for you. And she accepted it and everything's fine now. Everybody wants to meet Sam. So, cause we've been together now for like four years and I'm like, well, she must be, she's sticking around now. A dynamic woman to be able to do this and stay strong. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. So what what were you doing before? I know you I know you had a bout with cancer, right? Yeah. And that was uh, you know, walk me through that. Uh, yeah, I was uh twenty three years old. Mm-hmm. Um I 
I found out in 2007 that I had a tumor growing in my right armpit. Um, ended up having it there for a couple of months before I finally got it checked out by the doctor and went to the whole uh, ultrasound and then biopsy. And then a week later, they gave me my results. And they're like, yo, kid, you got cancer. I was yeah. like, cool. <laughs> you know what you're going to do with me? We're like, no, can you stick around the hospital uh, while we try and figure things out? I was like, um, I got to go to work. Yeah. So when you, guys, <laughs> when you guys figure out what you're going to do with me, give me a shout. I'll come back and then we can talk about it. But right now I got bills to pay. I got to go to work. So 23 years old, they told me I had cancer and I went to work that day. Hey, you know what, though? Your mentality is 90 fucking percent of why you beat it. I I believe so. Because when people get that that news... <clears throat> Their mind automatically just locks up, and then that's it. Yep. You stayed moving. You didn't let it catch you, and I thank you for that because you're setting examples for other people out there that might be listening to this. So congratulations, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I was – I, like, checked out, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean? I like, yeah, yep. <laughs> like, checked out. I was like, cancer? What? No, no, I'm not sick. Fuck off. I was like, whatever. I'm going to go do my own thing, and – I I started, I kept doing what I was doing. And then I started treatment in October of 2007. And before I got to my second round of chemo, that's when I had to, that's when I couldn't do all this. I was playing hockey, like ice hockey and all that halfway, like almost halfway through my chemo treatment. And then it finally hit me and I wasn't getting off the couch. And <laughs> yeah, well, that chemo, that chemo will wipe you the fuck out. Oh, dude, it. It, it annihilated me. Um, I it's just, there's nothing more crazy than you got this tumor inside you and then they're giving your body all this poison to kill the tumor, but it's also killing you at the same time. Right. Yeah. You, right. you got to stay strong and focused to be able to get past all that. And they're like exhibit from pimp my ride. Like, hey, yo dog, I heard you were sick. So we're going to give you some more sickness to kill the sickness. <laughs> and here's some more sickness on the side. <laughs> yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So and I did uh, the four months of chemotherapy. And then I think uh, a month after I was finished chemo, I started uh, some radiation and I did 10 rounds of radiation over two weeks. Jesus, man. That's a lot in 10 weeks crazy and ever since then i've been in remission cured it's been i think it's 13 years now almost 13 yeah 13 years now 2007 so 2008 i was cured like i was done my treatment and then you keep a high spirit and that shit keeps it from coming back i i I, i'd like to think so well you sound like (laughs) it that's i'm going off of just meeting you today (laughs) the only the one thing that that took for me was it made me a hypochondriac I bet because you could get sick quick as hell off that chemo and that radiation. Your immune system is shot. I yeah, I went. Uh, it's called they called it like neupogenic or whatever at the time, uh-huh. and it's when I needed to get neupogen shots uh, because uh, halfway through the um, the treatment, there uh, my blood, uh, my body stopped producing blood uh, white blood cells mm-hmm. to fight off infections and stuff like that. And I got like a, a fever of like 103, 110 or something like that. Like within hours, like it just everything just plummeted. And it's like two o'clock in the morning, and I'm getting this crazy ass fever. And my mom's like, "All right, we're taking you to the hospital right now." And uh, it's a good thing that I went because if I didn't go, I could have probably died because my body was I was shutting down. I could imagine after all that radiation and shit, it's crazy. Yeah, oh, dude, it was 
It was insane. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know many people insane. that can go through that. So, what, what were you doing at the time? Though, were you wrestling, or were you back in Ontario? Where, where, where were you at? No, I was. Uh, I was. I was still in Ontario at the time, and the dream was still to still to wrestle. But I didn't have the funds to wrestle and stuff like that. And then I had uh-huh. a friend. Uh, I think the year before I moved back out to BC, I think it was 2013. And the year before that, I had a friend or a couple years before that, I had a friend said, treads, get back out here. Come out here. Come out here. I got a wrestling. I'm friends with a promoter and we can get you in and you can start wrestling and come back home, come back home. So finally, uh, after a couple of years of him hounding me, I came back home and, uh, that's when I got into wrestling. I was six years ago. I've been in the wrestling business for six years now. Um, cancer free for 13. Um, yeah. And finally started doing what I wanted to do. And then two years after I, uh, I had been in the wrestling business, I met Sam. Dude, so you're living like a fucking the life of a rock star. Honestly, it's fucking, it's kind of wild <laughs> actually, but what were you doing? Yeah. I want to know like Mike before all this, what were you doing back in a, the day? I was a slave. <laughs> I was a slave, uh, to the, <laughs> the, the factory trade. Uh, I worked for in Ontario while I was uh-huh. like, through the whole cancer bullshit. And after the cancer, uh, I was working in a factory called Frasia and they worked for GM and we made uh-huh. like car seats and car parts for GM and all that. So I was like, you remember years ago when the automotive industry was like doing all their tanking and stuff like that, they're all like fucking they're plummeting and they're losing people. Thousands of people. I was all a part of that. Yeah. That jazz. Like that was, Oh yeah. That was, that was what we were all worried about and shit. And, and then I finally ended up moving back home. But uh, yeah, no, I'm a bit of fat for, well, I'm 35 in May. So my whole adult uh, adult career or like a working career is, is a laborer. You know what I mean? I've been in factories, whether it's in Kelowna, Ontario. When I came back to Kelowna, I was at a place called Formashape. And we uh, made water slide parts for water parks around the world. So I was just in a fiberglass plant, putting, making mm. parts and lifting them and Packaging oh, so I was I was shit. a slave to the man. I was punching in and out, <laughs> and uh, started wrestling. Working in yeah. a fiberglass. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Those water slide parts, dude, oh. are fucking heavy. <laughs> oh yeah, they have to be. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and what's funny I, is, I is for my first shit. two years of wrestling, I was doing that tuesday to or yeah tuesday monday to monday to thursday you know what i mean 4 p.m to 2 a.m 10 hours a day and then on the weekend i would drive down to vancouver and train how train wrestling train how to wrestle and get beat up and tossed around and then i'd go back home <laughs> and then try and lift all these fucking parts oh man i don't know how i did it because now after being six <laughs> years in the business and I, I do two shows on the weekend and i'm like Ugh. <laughs> do, do you think the cancer like going through the that that's bought with cancer and then fucking working at a, at a factory all your life. You think you just said after the cancer, you're just like, fuck it. I'm just going to do, I'm going to live how I want to live and do what the fuck I want to do. Yeah. You think that that played a big part of it? It totally did. Um, uh, when I can't, I was at the same in Ontario, I was at the same factory, the Frasia factory for almost a decade. Um, I got swept in, I got, I got swallowed up into the, the whole factory life. And, uh, if you don't, if you, you got mandatory overtime on Saturday, and if you're not here on Saturday, you're getting a, you get a point and you miss too many Saturdays, you're getting fired. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was, that was, that became my life was the factory, but it also, uh, helped me with my work ethic and being a, being a grown up and learning is like, okay, well I need to go to work. I need to do this. And being like 23 and four or five, stuff like that growing up out there, 
They're like, oh, if you don't go to work today, you're going to lose your job and then you're going to lose your apartment and all that other stuff. So learning to be an adult is basically <laughs> what happened out there. But yeah, no, after I think it was like eight and a half years, I'd had enough. <clears throat> and I was like, my cousin was getting, had an opportunity to go to LA for a bit. He was uh, becoming an aspiring actor and I was uh, doing a little bit of bodyguard, like uh, security work and stuff like that. So, and because I was so heavily into the, the, the training and the nutrition and stuff, he brought me down to LA to be his uh, personal bodyguard and personal trainer and stuff like that. So I got to actually, what was funny is after this eight years in the same country, I was like, Hey guys, guess what? Peace. I'm fucking bouncing out of here and I'm moving to LA. And they're like, what? Fuck off. No, you're not. He's like, what do you do? What are you really doing? And put in my week's notice. It's like, no, I'm quitting. I'm going to LA and moved to LA for like three months. Uh, got to, you know, the show entourage. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That was virtually, that was virtually my life for three months. LA life can be definitely fucking crazy, especially if you're new to it. So what would they have you doing? Wacky (laughs) doing things like, making all his meals and workout programs and getting up and doing like sword fighting classes and then going to meet these directors and producers somewhere in the, the heart of LA and had talking about money's thrown around here and acting jobs thrown around there. And Oh yeah. Going to the clubs at night and they're like straight up like entourage, but Canadian style. And it was only me and my cousin. So it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Canadian style. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, LA, LA is a different yeah, animal, oh my man. God. So it was really cool, you know what I mean? I got to, like, we lived in the the, the lady that this guy was, my cousin was seeing this, this one lady, and she was, like, worth millions, and she was paying for everything because he was fucking her or whatever, right? So she would she was dishing out the, dishing out the dough, and we were living in, the, like, the hoity-toity, like, North... Uh, North Hollywood, Beverly Hills, and like it was. Oh, uh, you were doing it, it big! Look like, at you, craziness, man. Going to uh, places like Barney's, Barney, New York, Barney's, New York, or whatever, and closing the place down, like mm-hmm. feeling like a uh, pretty woman. You know what I mean? Going in there and getting sized and <laughs> and, and fitted for all these crazy lavish, lavish suits and stuff like that. And it's just, I still have them today, which is really, really cool. It's just nice reminders of my time in LA. But um, yeah, it was good. one hell of an experience, now? especially coming out of uh, beating cancer. So it was like like a well deserved experience. Yeah, just letting loose and being so, wild. And then, uh, so yep. Where do you live now? Uh, I'm I'm now in uh, Vancouver. Oh, you went back? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So when, I, when I moved when I moved back from Ontario, I moved back to Kelowna, where I was born and raised. And then I was there for two years mm-hmm. doing the the former shape fiberglass factory work as well as coming down to Vancouver and training every weekend. And then I met Sam and then me and Sam started dating. And then I moved down here to Vancouver and that was four years ago and got into background and got into the adult, the adult stuff and rest is history. So you also did the Tony Candelo, the, I think it's called the North hell tour, the wrestling tour. Or something yeah, like that. The Northern hell tour with Tony Candelo. yeah. The Northern yeah. hell tour. I've heard some gnarly things about that. I actually crazy. hear that people almost die. Like it's that fucking crazy. And it's just like dangerous. It, it, yeah, dude, it's, it's gnarly. Um, like minus, I don't think anything was anything war was anything warmer than like minus 25. Man, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, we, no, 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 minus fifty, like craziness, man, craziness. Right, right. Dude, so I know what this is only because you were telling me via email that you've done it. 
So, but most people don't know what the hell this is, but it's pretty fucking crazy. Can you tell, like, what is it? Like, the, very, the details uh, of it. It's a very prestigious uh, uh, wrestling tour that a lot of the um, greats that you watch on WWE have, or, or ROH or whatever, have gone through and have done. Uh, guys like Edge and Christian have done it. Um, Rhino has done it. Um, trying to think. Those are the three that are right off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, it's okay. this crazy tour that is that is held in Canada, the Northern Manitoba, uh, which is I think it's during it. It's got to be I think it's end of January, early February. It all depends on the weather. So if it's not cold enough to freeze the lakes, they don't go. They wait until mm-hmm. it's cold enough to freeze the lakes. So it sometimes can be pushed into mid to uh, late February. So the tour is like done in Northern Manitoba where you can only fly to in the summertime or drive the frozen lakes in the wintertime. So you get out to Winnipeg, you load up your, the trucks or the vans, or whatever they're taking up there with the, the wrestlers and the crew and you start driving and you pray to God, you don't break down you go in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> there's usually nobody up there. Yeah. I'd imagine. So, but yeah, it's a it's it's a really really fun tour. Uh, I got to do it. I think my second year into the wrestling business, uh-huh. and it's just it's I mean it's it's a really good experience to go learn and work in front of a crowd, work in front of the crowd, and be on the road, learn that whole being on the road thing, and having to survive on the road, and banding together as a family, and it's fantastic. I loved, I loved every minute of it, but it was cold <laughs> and it was scary. We were the first, uh, it's funny. The first day we started, we started driving, uh, up there. Um, I think, uh, we, we drove for, we were, we're driving for a few hours and then, uh, we get onto the, uh, the ice roads and sure mm-hmm. enough, freaking, uh, <laughs> Tony, uh, puts the, the, the truck into the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking with a couple of guys. They're called uh, a couple of twins. They're called the Voros twins, uh-huh. and they were on the tour with us. And they're brand spanking new. And I guess Tony was enjoying the conversation with them and wasn't paying attention to the road and put the put the truck into the ditch. So luckily for us, within thirty minutes of us going in the ditch, there was a tow truck coming. Oh, you got lucky. Oh, wow. So we were able to get out of the ditch and kept on going and made the first show. But that happened twice where we went into the ditch and we're coming within 30 minutes. <laughs> the one, the first one was like the first day on the way up there. And then the other one was uh-huh. on the way back home. Like we were done the show and we were on our way home. And I think we were only like, an hour and a half or two hours outside of Winnipeg. <laughs> and one of the, one of the workers that was driving the, uh, driving the, the ring, the ring truck, <laughs> put the truck into the ditch. <laughs> and, and just tired and shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to harp on Americans, but he was American and he didn't know. How to <laughs> and, and put the truck in oh, the ditch. Man. And within 30 minutes after putting it in the ditch, there was a tow truck coming. We were like, thank God. Man, y'all are some lucky sons of bitches because that could have been ours. We, we, we were calling it uh, from the, the get go. We were calling it over as fuck with the road wrestling gods. Yo, seriously. <laughs> so um, with the wrestling, uh, have you thought about WWE or 
Have you run into the some of the people that you know that you you kind of grew up looking up to or liking I'm, or where did your where's your wrestling start? Did you did you do like wrestling through school? I wish wrestling I had wrestling in school when I was in high school. I would have I would have been all over that like a fat kid on cake. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, I started wrestling when I came back when I moved back from Ontario after all the cancer bullshit mm-hmm. and stuff. So I moved back. I was like. I was in Toronto at the time and it was like 2012 and I was like having a really hard time with where I was doing, what I was doing and, and all that. And I was like, okay, before I'm 30, I got to get into this rest. I have to pursue wrestling because if I don't, I'm going to kick myself in the ass and I'm going to be upset that I didn't try. And also I'm getting, I was like 28 at the time. And I was like, I'm also getting close to the point where it's almost too late to start trying because wrestling is just so hard mm-hmm. on the body. Yeah. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to make a promise to myself. By the time I'm 30, I'm going to be in the wrestling business. And a year, a year later, 29, I was moving back and getting into the wrestling business. And yeah, I started wrestling. Uh, I started coming to a promotion out in Kelowna, which is called, they were called, they're called big West wrestling. And my friend was the, uh, like the, the sound guy for the company. And uh, I got to come in and, and meet the promoter, Marty sugar. And, the guy gave me my start. I got to start dealing and like setting up the ring and tearing it down and handing out flyers and selling tickets and standing at the sponsorship table and doing security and stuff. And four months of doing that, I had people from Vancouver that were coming up and saying, Hey, get down, come down, come down. We're starting to, uh, we're going to ECCW is going to have a tryout and, uh, you gotta, you gotta build and you got a good look. So come on down. So finally, after three months of doing that, I came down and did the tryout and, Boom. Shreds is in the wrestling business. Rest is history, right? Dude, history, I haven't been yeah. in the, into wrestling since Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan and all them back in the day. What about the Iron Sheik? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? The, the Iron, Iron Sheik? Sheik? What? Do you guys follow him on do you guys follow him on Twitter at all? Who? Which one? Iron Sheik. No, I didn't I even know. know he was still alive. You need to you need to follow this guy or go look at his tweets because he's <laughs> hilarious, man. I bet he is. All, all cap letters and fuck, this and fuck everybody and fuck you and oh, it's just, it's, it's hilarious. It's good entertainment. <laughs> Seriously, yo, we're all like the same age, so we remember, uh, you know, WWF when it was like Ultimate Warrior and mm-hmm. yep. Randy Savage and Coco Beware. Yo, what? What? <laughs> Coco, Coco beware. fucking Beware. Are you serious? Wow, I forgot about that one. That's going back. Yeah, it's going way back. I, I remember I went to a live, a live, uh, a live show. I, I think it was at the United Center in Chicago. But Coco Beware. I think it was Roddy Roddy Piper and Bam Bam other Bigelow in this Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, what was the dude's name? The God Hart something Hart Kevin Hart. Hart. Or not Kevin Hart, Brett, <laughs> Brett, Kevin Hart, Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, yes, yeah. remember they they had the dolls that were like solid rubber. Yeah, yep. you just beat each other up with the doll. I don't even fucking play <laughs> yeah. fight with them. She just bah. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's cool, man. You are living like you are living. I'm trying. That is, <laughs> that's I'm awesome. Trying. Doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um. 
Well, that's what they say millionaires have to do is have their hands in six, seven pots. So it seems like I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, back to your question about the the Fed there getting into the WWE. I, uh, I would love to work for the mm-hmm. WWE, but because I am a, an adult performer, uh, that is, that's, that's uh, out of the question. Conflict yeah, of interest. Like they, they won't even look at me anymore. They won't even look at me anymore. Not now. Maybe maybe right. twenty years ago. Well, it's supposed to be a wholesome family kind of thing, and they're not going. Yeah, for yeah. Hey, I can see their stance on that. One. After my match, come check no, out my totally. other match. Like, if this was like fifteen years ago, like back in the Attitude Era, like I I would be legit the Val Venus. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like none of this, none of this, this fake work bullshit. I'm I'm shoot. I'm the real deal. Like. <laughs> Like, I got nominations. Right, yeah. This, this is this is me for real. Yo, low key, we could turn this ring right into the studio. What's good? <laughs> we got all these cameras and shit already. <laughs> do you do you play a character um, in your wrestling or? I'm more you... like a an extension of myself. Whether it's being a good guy or a bad guy, um, if. Uh, Wrestling now, it can be real. It's wrestling has really changed um, in the last fifteen years. It's not even really so much as black and white. It's more shades of gray. You know what I mean? Where it's they just the people want to cheer for who they want to cheer for, and they don't care if you're the bad guy or not anymore. But um, yeah, I'm usually if I'm I'm right. just I'm me. I'm just jacked up to eleven when it comes to whether I'm I'm up there or not. Uh, if I'm a good guy, I'm I'm slapping hands and saying, Woo, what's up guys? And I love you and giving hugs. If I'm the bad guy, don't don't get out of my face. <laughs> what's your demeanor in the ring? Are you like the instigator? Are you super like wild? Are you like the good guy? Like what is how do you carry yourself in there? I'm very intense. Okay. I'm very intense. Um I've got uh ton of energy, tons of fire. Uh if I'm the baby face, I got a lot of fire, but, uh, if I'm the, if I'm the heel, I get a lot, of, I get a lot of good heat. Okay. Um, are you, are you on, uh, Instagram? I sure am. Um, uh, let us know where you're at uh, so we can follow. I'm, I'm going to follow you right now. Yeah. I, my Instagram is the same as my Twitter. It is the real shreds. So the real, and then S H R E double D Z. And you'll see my, uh, I'll be a Simpsonized character. With the big West belt. All right. <laughs> I had a friend uh, do a little bit of artwork uh, and Simpsonized me. Gotcha. Funny gotcha you right say now. that because we're making we're making a we're making a new logo for the show and we're we're doing characters oh, as well. Nice. So oh. yeah, yeah, should be cool. Mike, dude, it's been it's been a pleasure, man. And like Jay said, you're you're living your life the way you you want to live it, man. That's that's commendable and that's takes balls. A lot of people a lot of people don't have them. Hey. So I'm glad you're doing yeah. that. <laughs> trying you know what i mean just and, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do i'm i'm done with the the factory work and and the being a slave to the man you know what i mean i'm gonna do what do what i want to do and if people don't like it then that's that's tough you don't have to watch you don't have to tune in you know what i mean but uh i get to wrestle mm-hmm. i get to i get to to be on film sets i get to get to have sex with some beautiful ladies <laughs> um <laughs> like it's what more does a what more does a guy could a guy want? You know what I mean? My girlfriend and I live close to the beach where it's like a three minute walk. So you're happy, man. You as go. long as you're happy, right? But see, most people don't go through a walk of life like you've been through, so they'll never understand the mentality or the sight that you have. So just keep it up. 
Great talking to you, man. And and uh, like I said, I just followed you. So you got another follower. Is there, uh, is there anywhere else people can find your work or, or follow you um, other than IG? Uh-oh. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you, like, uh, my, my handle on Twitter and Instagram is the same, so at The Real Shreds. Um, mm-hmm. That's both uh, Instagram and, and Twitter. Um, the adult stuff you can find on MacMovies.com. Um, and uh, you can go to Clips for Sale as well is where you'll find some of my stuff. Um, I'm nominated for both AVN and XBiz, so you go look up those sites and you'll see, you'll see my name pop up if you click me in. Um. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Boom. Tell Tell Samantha, thank you for for letting us borrow you for you know half an hour. We appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. No, I <laughs> I, I would love to do it again. Yeah, absolutely, man. We'd love to have you on. You're you're uh you're a blast, man. You're full of life, and I love it. You're a you're a great Seriously. guest to have on. Thank you're you, guys. <laughs> All right, brother. We appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you very much. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. You think that was cool? All right, that's a wrap. Thank you again to Mike. Make sure you guys go follow him. All of his information will be in the show notes. Also, make sure you're following us on Instagram, The Words Over Ice Show, and supporting us as well on Patreon. So that's patreon.com slash The Words Over Ice Show. Every little bit helps. Thanks again, guys.